You are listening to KC Sports Network, proudly presented by Emprise Bank. Coming up, the latest episode of Three Mall. Hello and welcome into another edition of Three Ma. I am John Kurtz, joined by Derek Young from K-State Online, Cole Manbeck, former B-Rider for the Manhattan Mercury. We are here talking K-State and NC State, the Pop-Tarts Bowl. Get your Pop-Tarts ready, everybody. Uh, K-State did, in fact, make it to the Pop-Tarts Bowl. Looked like it might be Notre Dame there for a minute, but the ACC, uh, in all of its majesty, after having Florida State left out of the playoff, uh, did not want Notre Dame to go to one of the top three bowls that they have, so unfortunately they get shipped to the Sun Bowl to play Oregon State in case they will play NC State. Now, don't mean that as a shot uh, to the Wolfpack, but we've got plenty of time to discuss all of that. Speaking of shots, uh, get a shot of 360 Vodka or Ben Holiday Bottled and Bond Bourbon from our friends at Holiday Distillery. Great K-State folks who support the pod, make sure that you get out and support them. Lots of compliments that we hear all the time about Ben Holiday Bottled and Bond Bourbon. Uh, and the 360 Vodka is great, too. So you've got a, a choice either way there for bowl season. Make sure that you have a bunch for, for this game coming up on December 28th uh, to get ready to watch that. Or K-State Hoops, we've got Villanova coming up tomorrow. K-State Villanova at Bramlage. So if you're staying at home watching on the couch, make sure that you have 360 Vodka or Ben Holiday bottled in bond bourbon. All right, Cole and I did a little reaction on, uh, on the Patreon page. So if you do want extended uh, K-State and NC State talk and Pop-Tarts Bowl talk and everything going on with the football program, you can go to patreon.com slash 3 If you want to join, it is $5 a month for extra bonus content. Uh, we're updating it multiple times a week and uh, also drop some inside information on the Discord server that you can become a part of there. So uh, we appreciate everybody who does support us there, patreon.com slash 3 But we did not have DY uh, to react to this, so you'll get the floor first, Derek, but K-State will play... Nine and three NC State, a team that finished the year hot, a team that has a very good defense and a, and a pretty limited offense. Your thoughts on the draw here, both K-State getting the Pop-Tarts Bowl, going to uh, Florida for the first time for a bowl game, and then also drawing NC State as the opponent. Well, I'm happy for the fans and, and the players because I think Pop-Tarts Bowl provides something that they haven't gotten before. It's not like you're going to the Texas Bowl where you've been many times or the Liberty Bowl where you you Burr in year one under Chris Clive and probably stole to go to. And then obviously you don't want to fall below those bowls. And the Alabama Bowl wasn't on the pecking order of what you could go to after, you know, losing to Iowa State. And of course, Oklahoma falling out in year six, the Sooners were always going to get the Alabama Bowl. So I think this is the best case scenario for what would, what transpired. Um, I almost, you know, in a way, kind of feel for Oklahoma State. They, they played in the uh, Big 12 championship and fell all the way to the Texas Bowl and nearly fell to the Liberty Bowl. So they almost got the host the most. I don't think kids they got host. Um, in terms of the draw, NC State's probably, you know, it, it, it's. I think Notre Dame would have been the more ideal situation just because uh, it really puts a spotlight on your game because of what their brand has to offer. And it can really engage your own roster and as well and kind of maybe create more buy-in just because of, uh, you know, the aura of who the Fighting Irish are and – you know, and people will like this. I'd like bowl results, win or lose. I just think that's starting to become pretty, you know, it doesn't matter as much um, with every year because it's more of an exhibition. It's more about 
getting your young guys ready almost as long as you're not playing in a very consequential bowl game. Like similar to Kansas State last year, right? Um, they played in what to them was a consequential bowl game. You know, they're playing Alabama in the Sugar Bowl, so everyone wanted to be there. And I think it helped keep guys out of the transfer portal, um, helped keep guys from opting out. That's tough. Uh, NC State probably doesn't do that in the same manner that Notre Dame does. But at the same time, while Notre Dame was the best opponent, I think NC State still, yeah, I guess it's a fresh new face to play. So th- that's cool for fans. But you know what? I don't think you're going to get a ton of credit, even though they're, what, number six team in the country, I think, uh, in the college football playoff. You're not going to get a ton of credit na- nationally, or at least a lot of attention nationally for beating a team like NC State. Um, it's not Clemson. It's not Miami. It's not Notre Dame. And they're tough. <laughs> um, a very average offense, um, I would say, that that's always been kind of offensively challenged under Dave Dorian, but that team can play some really tough def- defense. So in a way, maybe you're you're glad um, that you drew them in in that way because it's a nice first test for Avery Johnson, and if they pass that test, that's a hell of a springboard into next season. They're third in takeaways per game at two point one and turnovers forced per game. They're sixth at interception percentage, picking off opponents' passes on four point four percent of their passing attempts. So it is going to be quite the challenge for Avery Johnson. They're, uh, I believe they're 19th in Brian Freemiles' FEI defensive ratings. They'll be the second highest ranked defensive team that K-State will have played behind only Texas. So really good defense, top 20 in points per drive allowed as well. Uh, I think third best defense in points per drive allowed behind Troy and Texas that K-State will have faced. Um, so it'll be a really challenge, really big challenge for K-State and, and some of the young guys are going to be playing in Avery Johnson. But like you said, D.Y., they're 77th in Brian Freemiles' FEI offensive ratings, which will be the second-worst offense K-State will have played behind only Baylor this season. So uh, not counting SEMO in the FCS level, but second-worst FBS opponent. So uh, it'll be uh, – you look at that, K-State's biggest struggles of late has been you know stopping the run, linebackers, uh, explosive plays. I think it was KSU underscore fan, Jimmy, that uh, said that you and – NC State is 109th in explosiveness. Dy, is that right? Yeah, they basically have the same profile as Iowa State, except Iowa State was top 10 in explosiveness this year, and NC State's not even in the top 100. Yeah, so I mean, you look at things that have given K State fits of late. It's the run defense. Well, you NC State averages four yards per carry. I mean, it's fine, but their their leading rusher is their quarterback Brandon Armstrong at 544 yards. They don't have a running back that's over 250 yards. Yeah, and they're. And they're the number two leading rusher on their team is a wide receiver. Yeah, exactly. Kevin Concepcion, who's the ACC Rookie of the Year, is the second leading rusher, and he's a receiver. Had 764 yards receiving. I think he's got like 290 yards rushing. Uh, this year, he's a really good player. They use him all over, but uh, they don't have a lot of explosive weapons. So, you know, that's that's kind of like offense, defense. But from an uh, overall general standpoint, to to what John and you had brought up, it's it's not the sexy name that Notre Dame is. I think we all got excited about that possibility. It, it was kind of a toying with your emotions type situation because we all anticipated NC State for like a week or two. They've been projected there forever. But yep. then with the results of the conference championships and then Brett Murphy's projection that NC, you know Notre Dame to the Pop-Tarts Bowl on Sunday morning, and usually he's pretty accurate with those things. And um, it did seem like the Pop-Tarts Bowl wanted them and things might fall into place. It's unfortunate that the, the ACC wouldn't allow them to be selected because the ACC allowed them to be selected in 2019 to the same yeah. bowl, which is the Camping World Bowl. 
Yeah, the only reason and the only reason it didn't is because Florida State got robbed. So they wanted another they wanted an actual ACC team in those in that bowl. So it's it's funny that the dominoes that can fall in bowl in bowl scenarios to cause all of that because Florida State missing out on the playoff basically did that. Um, and the only reason why Notre Dame became an option too is because Georgia was going to uh, fall out of the SEC. It's weird. How it yeah, is. yeah. It, but to your point, I mean, North Carolina State's a really good team. Dave Doran's a really good coach. They've won eight or more games in six of their last seven seasons. They've won nine or more games in four ranked, of their last seven seasons. Right? Yeah, they're they're ranked 18th in the college football playoff poll. Notre Dame 16th. I mean, they're basically right there. Uh, but yet, if you win, you're right. Like they probably won't get quite the same credit. Now you do win this game. You're probably going to finish in the top 25 of the AP. I mean, I, I use the playoff poll as the yeah. finale. What I, what I would say is we probably overrate getting credit for bowl games anymore because, I mean, because that was going to be a probably a a very modified Notre Dame roster that people were going to be like, okay, you, you played Notre Dame when they were chop, chopped up, just like when we played LSU when they were chopped up. So I, I think – you probably get more people to watch your game, but I don't know that the, it. I don't think winning a Pop Tarts Bowl means anything nationally, regardless of who the opponent is, even if it's Notre Dame. Um, that might just mean more to your own roster, I guess. Uh, I do think this is going to sound absolutely ridiculous. First of all, I agree with you that, I mean, bowl game, I don't, anyone's going to find the narrative to discredit a bowl win these days because of how, how meaningless they are, how many guys are opting out, how different the rosters are. But if you are going to play in a bowl game, I mean, one that has a really good marketing campaign that got a lot of people talking on on social media with, with the Pop-Tarts thing and the edible mascot and all that, you, you might actually have extra eyeballs on the game just because of the novelty of the sponsor that everybody really loves. I, I got to hand it to them. I've been craving Pop-Tarts. Like, I haven't thought about Pop-Tarts in like a decade, you know? I don't know the last time I ate a freaking Pop-Tart, but all of a sudden I'm thinking about Pop-Tarts because of the Pop-Tart Bowl, so What's you know, your favorite the thing works. What's that? You have a fa- you have a favorite Pop-Tart? Coach oh, Kleiman was asked that on the press conference. Easy. He did chocolate fudge. Easy. Uh, not chocolate fudge at all. I'm, I love you, Coach Kleiman, but that's, that's not a great choice in my opinion. Uh, I would go frosted brown sugar cinnamon. I think that's far and away the best Pop-Tart that there is. Um, and frankly, I you know any other opinion is just invalid. So, go ahead. I have a top two. It's it's that one in frosted strawberry. I think. Cole, I haven't had a pop tart in a decade or more. I so haven't. Like, I, I I can't remember like you know what what I would have even liked honestly. So, Cole, I you, don't your kids. You don't buy pop tarts for your kids. We preach healthy in this uh, family. No, I'm the, no, I, I, they, they eat like, uh, like mini pancakes, uh, like cereal, et cetera. They're pretty vanilla. We, I don't think we have bought pop tarts for the kids, but, uh, in support of the pop tarts bowl, if Kansas state wins, we'll, we'll buy them some pop tarts. Oh, Kansas state wins. You should buy Brody some pop tarts. Now I'm, I'm about to buy Brody some pop tarts. If you want, let's hashtag give Brody some pop tarts, man. You're going to, you're going to bring him some pop tarts for the drive to Manhattan tomorrow night when he's going with us to the, uh, the oh, basketball yeah. game. Perfect. Perfect. Yes, I will go buy him some pop tarts. Maybe I'll even get him the the wild berry ones because they're they're purple. Yeah. So, and those are actually pretty good. Those might be my my number two. My number two favorite pop tart. I mean, 
there is something to that, right? Like in bowl, bowl season, like people pay, like the Duke's Mayo Bowl has turned into such a thing. I feel like more people watch the Mayo yeah, Bowl because yeah, they're interested in like, yeah, I mean, it is, but like there is a little, so I don't know, hopefully you play well because, you know, Cole was trying out the stat about how many people watched the Iowa State game. And unfortunately, a bunch of people watched that game, a bunch of people watched the Oklahoma State game. And you, those were the two worst performances you had of the year. A lot of people watch Big Noon with, Texas too, and at least that was a, a decent performance. But hopefully, if that number is going to be pretty good, uh, that that you perform better. Is it on main ESPN or is it on ESPN two? I think it's on main ESPN. I think I saw main ESPN. So uh, yeah, and man, did Iowa State fans grasp onto that tweet about the TV ratings? You thought they'd like going to hang a banner over that? So well, let me my well, I'll, actually, it's a four four forty five. Central time PM kick a little weird, and it's on a is that a Thursday, December 20th? Thursday, yeah. yeah. It, I think it's one of four non New Year's Six ranked matchups, uh, yeah. out of all the bowls. So you got, and I mean, let's be honest here Tennessee, Iowa, and the Citrus Bowl, no one's watching that's a ranked matchup, but uh, I don't think anyone's gonna watch that. I mean, other than those fan bases, so it'll be one of the yeah. I look, I you win the, the biggest thing for this game is, I mean, obviously, yeah, you want to win, but. You know, you want to watch Avery Johnson and this offense look good, and that'll kind of springboard into the 2024 season and and feel good heading into there. Uh, you know, after 30 days of prep time for Avery Johnson and some of these young guys, see what they look like and see what the full playbook looks like. You know what else feels good, Cole? Uh, some home field apparel. You know, whether you want to wear K-State gear, whether you want to wear University of Hawaii uh rainbow warriors gear like dy uh you can you can do it all they've got you covered whether you want 40 plus k-state items or 100 plus other teams out there home field apparel retro gear retro logo logos it's what's in it's what the kids are wearing we're trying to help you out make you cooler uh and we're so nice that we'll even give you 15 percent off your first order three month 23 is the promo code at homefieldapparel.com to get 15 percent off your first order so uh go hit up our friends at home field and uh be cool like us when you're out at uh, bramwich coliseum here through hoop season. We're back in just a moment. Thanks for listening to KC Sports Network. Make sure you download our new app. Find it on the App Store or Google Play. Just search KC Sports Network. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. All right, are we going to see D.Y. Colin Klein finally let the horse out of the barn, take the shackles off Avery Johnson and let him actually have a full offense to utilize instead of just 
uh, second and long package against Mizzou instead of not allowing him to throw the ball when he was coming into the game at, at Texas. Like I, I just I got very frustrated, if you can't tell, with the limitations on Avery Johnson when he was in the game. Now you have to just let him run free, right? Especially because you you probably are leery of running him too much. Yeah, I don't think you have too much of a choice. I I think Texas it was probably more of a down and distance thing because he kept getting pushed back beyond the sticks uh, deep inside his own territory. Uh, Missouri, I didn't necessarily agree with, so I'm on board with you on that one. And Texas Tech, I think, was probably a good mix for the most part. It was still a little run heavy, obviously, because he had five rushing touchdowns. But I thought between the red zones or what, I thought they were letting him toss it around a bit. Yeah, there, there's no other choice here. And you you don't really get the genuinely accurate springboard into next season if you don't give him the, those type of keys for this game. I guess if you think back to the LSU game, that was a fun one we're calling. Now, that was Skylar Thompson, a quarterback, obviously a veteran. But it, that was Collins' debut, and we saw – a very wide open spread out attack that was a prelude to things to come over the next couple of years. So yeah, I am optimistic about that. And it sounded like we got good news on the backup quarterback front at Chris Kleiman's press conference. He said that he was confident that Jacob Knuth would be available to be the backup, even though there seemed to be an eligibility hang up there. Uh, is that, is that Kleiman just trying to be overly optimistic or do we think that they like legitimately have some Intel on that? Do they have to get a waiver to play? I think you would have to get a waiver, so maybe it's confidence that they'll get a waiver. I don't really have any inside intel on that other than Chris Kleiman kind of issuing a, a vote of confidence there that Knuth will be available. I think you would have to have a waiver um, approved by the NCAA for that to be permitted. Um, so we'll see what happens with that. But yeah, you know, going back to it, I think uh, I think they you know unlock Avery Johnson here, give him uh, the keys to the car. Um, the only thing I will say is like. He's got to avoid those freshman mistakes that have kind of caught him before times this season where he's getting pushed back clear behind the sticks and deep inside his own territory. Because regardless of who the quarterback is, this Kansas State doesn't really push it in those scenarios. Um, You know, when they're deep inside their own territory, they kind of understand where they're at on the field and and don't – and they don't want to – have to play the field position king there when then you can you know mistake after mistake especially you know with your quarterbacks that have been t- turnover prone you're throwing you know an interception on your inside of the field that's what will howard did against texas right so um and and, and when you're a freshman you're more prone to do that so i i think we'll see him have the keys to the car but he's got to put himself out of harm's way a little bit to allow the coaching staff to give him those keys too and we believe they'll have a full offensive line, right? D.Y. Don't anticipate. Yeah, I've I've heard. I haven't anticipated anything. I have questions whether or not Ben Sennett plays. But otherwise, I I would anticipate everyone else playing besides you know the guys that have already entered the portal, like Will Howard, Treshawn Ward. I was going to say because because Coach Kleiman said that uh, he anticipates most guys playing, right? That haven't already. Yeah, and we you know. And, uh, I got ice around, you know, about Cooper Beebe, and they're like, I don't think Cooper Beebe has it in him to ever skip a game. So, um, and, <laughs> yeah. and and obviously the senior offensive line, um, depending on what they want to do, like they need this game. 
Yeah. Like KT, you could say, oh, KT Levison's going to NFL. He could opt out. Well, the KT Levison needs this game as a spotlight, too, to maybe improve his draft position. So yeah. some of these guys that we're talking about, too, it doesn't make sense to opt out, even from that standpoint. So the only one I could see maybe is Ben Sennett. I don't know what his decision is going to be. Obviously, he's very close with Will Howard. He's already accepted an invitation to the Senior Bowl. Um, what's that look like? I don't know. And you got to think. You know, even if he were to make that decision, maybe that's a better one for Kansas State. Obviously, Ben said it gives them a better chance to win, but it also means more snats for Garrett Oakley. Yeah, I'm a tad surprised that Senate hasn't announced that he's uh, entering the draft or anything yet. So I would expect, you know, that to come this week if it's yeah. going to come. So. And I, I would say I, I've heard, and I don't know if it's if I heard it from one of you, but you know, there's talk about Jatavian Sanders in Texas potentially returning. Yeah, uh, to school another season. And if so, that just probably accelerates the draft stock of Ben Sidney anyway. He's probably the number two uh, tight end in the draft behind Brock Bowers. Now, I, I actually was just going through Mel Kuyper and, and the ESPN guys' draft stock list. They have him like as the number two, like H back in the draft, which they and moved him off tight end. But uh, I was doing that while I had pulled together all my research on Notre Dame and had Audric Estime. Mel, Mel Kuyper had Audric Estime, the running back of Notre Dame, was the number two draft eligible yeah. running back to come out. And, uh, I was preparing fully for Notre Dame at that point. So I had to scrap all those notes and uh, start pulling together North Carolina State content, guys, which I should have already been. I will say that kids, I would, you're a pretty good source here, that kids, they had started to do some work on an opponent, um, just trying to anticipate one and maybe get a head start on him. And it was NC State. So they kind of played that right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, that was that was the obvious prediction there for a while. And on the Senate, Senate and BB front, you know, if we're going by the graphic that the athletic department put out for the bowl game, you know, I had like five or six different players there. Cooper BB was one of them and, and Ben Senate was not one of them. So I think that that probably tells you what you need to know about where uh, everybody expects those decisions to be headed going into the bowl game, which like I think is fine. Like, let's see basically as as close as you're going to get right now to what next year's offense is going to be with, with Avery Johnson. Let it ride and uh, wish wish Ben Senate certainly the best. Um uh, anything else like the transfer portals opening up today yeah. officially? It was open for grad transfers before. We've seen some big names today: Kyle McCord at Ohio State, Dylan Gabriel at Oklahoma have hopped into the portal. What more are we expecting that uh, the K State fans have not already seen out there? Like, I guess the headliners so far have been Will Howard, Trayshawn Ward, and Will Lee uh, that have hit the portal. Yeah. Do we expect any other significant names? And Will Howard and Trayshawn Ward were already in because they were graduate transfers. Will Lee officially in today. Just like Jake Rubley, I don't think it was a graduate transfer, so he's someone that's probably yeah. officially in today as well. Um, a few other guys that were playing not very much or were kind of buried on the depth chart also already in, right? Like, uh, let's see if I can... Jordan, Jordan Wright. Jordan, Jordan Wright. Uh, Jordan Perry was another one. Uh, you know, probably shouldn't have even tried this because now I'm coming drawing blanks as well. So, um, anyways, I don't think that they've been burned by the transfer portal as much as you know the maybe the average fan is watching all these and starting to panic because Kansas State they feel very good about what's happened. They knew the Will Howard situation, how that was going to unfold. They're, they were very at peace with that. Trayshawn Ward, they were very at peace with that one. They're, they like what he did for him, but they thought that they could get it in a different way. It didn't really have to push uh, the needle to have him come back uh, either. The Will Lee one, probably from a performance standpoint, would probably impact you the most, um, but they were still content with that one unfolding the way that it did, just because, uh, you know, so I'll just put it this way. They're very, 
attentive to the idea of having the right guys in the locker room. That's probably the department where the Will Lee went. In terms of any other surprises, not hearing anything in terms of transfer portal, it's more, I think, guys choosing to use a COVID year or not, more or less. Um, Austin Moore's one, obviously. At this point, I think he's coming back. Had that a couple sources feel really confident on that front in the last 48 hours. Uh, Brendan Mott. Now, I guess this could be a portal guy, but I think he's just wants to give it a pro try at this point, but I don't expect him back. I think that one is is done and probably going the other way. And then Nate Matlack, that could be a portal one. That's 50-50 at this point from what I hear still. Um, a guy that's very, very torn. Um, on the surface, people will probably say, oh, we could probably – stomach that one but just for death purposes you don't want to lose this many defense alignment at once i think you'd like to have matlack back you lose matlack you don't have any returning experience at defensive end i mean cody stuffelbeans done with football it sounds like yeah. brandon mott likely moving on khalid duke moving on um yeah. you know that's your it, you just need yeah. an older guy in the room and that's why you would love to have me matlack and heck you know I, I know that his concern is is fit in the the three-man game because he's a little lighter, you know, obviously, and he was recruited to play the four-man. But, I mean, his sack numbers were still kind of top 10, top 12 in the Big 12. So that's a guy you'd still like to have back. I will say, I can't say really likes the freshman, though, and Chidi Obi-Eiser, Jordan Allen. I've even heard some good things about Ryan Davis in the last couple of weeks. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they definitely have talent, youthful talent at defensive end, but you certainly want some experience to go yeah. along with that, which I would expect. If they even if they retain Matlack, I mean, I would anticipate they try to get a, a transfer D end in the portal just to have another veteran guy. Now, those guys are a little more expensive and harder to land. We'll we'll see. Um, it'll come down to because I th- I think you're going to have a position switch that's going to help out the D end room as well, and it's not the one you. Probably people would just latch on to thinking Tobius and Sami. Maybe that one happens too. But I think the way that Javon Banks' body has happened, I think he's going to play DNA next year. So do you need to go get another? Well, I guess you got Asher, Thomas. I can't. I'm not going to try to pound his name. They like oh, wow. he, they, Maybe Lalio, obviously, he's going to be here and they like Uso's coming back. They still will probably chase another traits for nose guard. But DN wise, uh, just maybe pushing Javon Banks there could help. Um, I was actually going to use that as an inside feature on the on the side, but we got onto it here. But the problem there was they thought he was heavy enough to play D tackle at the beginning of the year, and he was. He was, I think, two eighty five, which maybe you want a little heavier in this scheme, but that that was good enough, and he was really doing well at the beginning of the season two eighty five. But he wasn't able to keep that weight on the whole season. By the end of the season, he was down to two sixty five. So more. He lost twenty pounds during the year. Wow, so he's actually more of your prototypical three from a three man front D end. I mean, he's the type of body yeah, you. That's the well, type of body you'd be looking for. But you understood the the desire to maybe have him help you with nose guard. You just couldn't keep the weight on during the season. Yeah, no, that that makes sense. Uh, and for and for fans listening, keeping weight on during the season is the hardest thing for an athlete to do. Yeah, and you said I mean, you and I had heard two three weeks ago Uso was likely coming back. Have we confirmed that then? You said he's coming back. Or is that I'm just still, we, I'm, we still under, I'm still under that working assumption. I think they would be probably in more panic mode at nose guard if he wasn't. Yeah. Is he going to be healthy for the bowl game? I heard he was. 
Man, how about the Chris Kleiman saying that he was, uh, you know, potentially going to play in the Iowa State game, and then he comes out for Senior Day announcement, and he's like on like a crutch. I was like, how was he even? Like he had quite the limp. So I, I do anticipate him for the bowl game. It just seems like the injury was maybe a little worse than Chris Kleiman had indicated. So yeah, you know, a little, little gamesmanship, I suppose. Which, uh, Could have used it. Clones definitely were not ready for uh, K State's run defense, so it worked. It worked well. Uh, <laughs> any last, uh, any last, last football nuggets here, boys? Before we uh, head out and record a basketball episode, I I was told that they're very excited to play their young guys in this bowl game, hmm. and it's, it's not just Avery, right? I think you, I think you're going to see more Trey Spivey than you have so far this year. I think you're going to see a good amount of Joe Jackson, from what I was told, um, and and even in the corner room. Obviously, you've, you've been hit there a little bit, and they're okay with that because they wanted these live game reps. Now, it could get ugly, right, because you're playing guys that haven't played a lot of football, so get used to that. Like guys like Nigel Thomas and maybe even Donovan McIntosh. Really? McIntosh? Look at this, John. We're getting nuggets that we didn't even know from DY right here. Live on uh, live on set, I didn't know yeah. about McIntosh. Uh, what about Jordan Allen? You think they give uh, – I mean, they're going to have to play one of the young DNs in this game, right? But here's the thing. You would think that – at this point, I imagine Mat- Matlack and stuff will be going to play. So it's oh, okay. That's a good point. I hadn't thought about that. Uh, unless, that. unless something happened differently, Th- those aren't the tights that I would expect. Like it just seems like they're moving on. So I mean, they're not necessarily. Tr- I mean, Matlack if he enters the portal before the game, I guess. Yeah. Um, and then I'm trying to think what other um, potential young guys. I mean, I think you named named all of them i mean the other thing is though like you got keegan johnson coming back a receiver right it's just like helping build that rapport and chemistry between avery johnson and a guy like him even the veteran guys that are going to be back building that chemistry and reps and practice yeah. on the field uh, yeah you you hope that they spread out some of that but even guys like Jaden jackson and phil brooks at this point with no announcement phil brooks obviously you would think he's playing the bowl game Jaden jackson i guess is playing the you know you haven't heard anything yet so you wonder most of these guys that came back for a year six, I would anticipate playing the bowl. I mean, they just put their right. bodies on the line for six years, like to come back one more. I don't think they're going to scrap the bowl game. So, but and like I said, Opti now doesn't really do those guys any good. They're not yeah. really conserving themselves for much, right? Right. Uh, Danny Jackson's the interesting one because he has a COVID year left. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Okay. Well, a lot of a lot of good stuff, man. A lot of good stuff to chew on. I'm excited to see the young guys. That's that's what makes this bowl game. Much, you know, to be honest, like I wish Will Howard and Benson and all those guys the best, but I, I think this is honestly in the environment that we're in, better case scenario to be productive toward next year and get a chance for everybody to get get eyeballs on these guys against a really good NC State defense. Oh, that's the last nugget I'll leave you with. Their defensive coordinator is Tony Gibson, who's at West Virginia for a while and kind of pioneered the three man front, the three three five defense of the Big Twelve for a while. There it was always a really tough defense for everybody to go up against. Um, Snyder two point teams definitely struggled against it time or two so um familiar face the case they will be going up against there but we appreciate uh, home field apparel thank you as well to holiday distillery make sure that you guys go out there and support them three mod 23 is the code for 15 percent off your first order at homefieldapparel.com and stock up on ben holiday bottled and bond bourbon or 360 vodka uh, appreciate the work of nick springer behind the scenes for Derek young and cole manbeck i am john kurtz we will talk to you soon here on three mod Thank you for listening to KC Sports Network. We appreciate your support. Don't forget to hit that follow button and leave us a review if you like what you heard.
You can find all six of our channels covering the Chiefs, Royals, Sporting KC, and the KC Current, plus KU, K-State, or Mizzou by searching KCSN wherever you listen to podcasts. We're also on YouTube. Entertain. Educate. Inform. KC Sports Network. mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.